Podcast. Society 13 Podcast Network. Redefining Podcasts. Society-13.com. I like to listen. You want to see something really scary? You bet. Music. Horror. Art. Politics. And overall badassery. Welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio. For real. On Society 13 Networks. He's yelling now. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, definitely pretty mouthy lately. Yes. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> hate to say it, Corey, but you might make the first 15 seconds of the show. Okay. <laughs> I'm fine with it. All right. Well, we're talking to the West Coast here. Uh, my family uh, from another family. I don't even know how to introduce yeah! this. See? And there he is. That's Grayson right there. And he's not the star of the show. We're actually going to be talking to Andrew Fleischer right now, um, who has this incredibly funny web series right now called Jeff's Place. And uh, we've been trying to get you on for some time. Our schedules are never good. But um, so, Mr. Fleischer, how do we explain this other than Mr. Rogers meets Twin Peaks? (laughs) (laughs) I think that was ultimately the... uh the uh, tagline that we settled on, but that's, uh, I feel like that pretty well, uh, you know, encapsulates what we were going for. You're not uh, kidding. <laughs> or what we ended up with, I should say. <laughs> well, how do we, it's really hard, I mean, these, it's a web series, and they, they run between, what, five and seven minutes, these episodes? Yeah, like, it, we ended up doing uh, six episodes, and, and yeah, right around five to seven minutes, about half hour, all told, for all <laughs> So... <laughs> And we got the future star right there, maybe. Who knows? He wants to be interviewed, clearly. Uh, clearly. <laughs> wow. All right, well, Andrea, how do we explain the premise without giving stuff away? Uh, so, the, the, the best thing I could say is it's kind of like the, the main character, Jeff. Uh, it, it's his world uh, that he's created, uh, and... It's uh, what starts out seeming like a very straightforward, uh, you know, teaching a lesson and uh, (laughs) kind of akin to a Mr. Rogers. And then as events unfold, it kind of goes straight off the tracks from there. And uh, yeah, and it definitely uh, it it travels into kind of uh, David Lynchian uh, territory. But (laughs) yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Dark comedy. Yeah, absolutely dark. I complete with the sweater vest. Exactly. The sweater vest is an <laughs> essential component, I think. <laughs> he didn't change his shoes yet, though. I'm waiting for that one. I don't think he's done that yet. Yeah, but... exactly. We've got to figure that out. <laughs> oh, God. I, isn't singing fun? <laughs> that was like my favorite line. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how to explain this to people. I mean, all right. So, but do you, I mean, you reveal it in the first episode, what's actually happening. Do you, do you want to tell it here? Yeah, I know, uh, you know, it's one of those things where I don't think it's a huge spoiler, uh, when, and it's funny that you say that because it was, uh, you know, early on in, in making it, we had that kind of, do we, you know, do we hide that fact? 
but we ultimately decided that if it was just kind of dealt with pretty early on and not, uh, you know, not some kind of big twist or anything like that, that mm-hmm. it was just kind of an underlying. The, the main character, Jeff, is in a coma for the entirety of the series, so mm-hmm. everything you're seeing is uh, in his head as he's uh, kind of working through some stuff. Yeah, so, uh, it's genius. Um, I mean, I got to say, Mirror Face was a little uncomfortable. I think that was the second episode, or was that the first First, first, first one, first, yeah. yeah, yeah, very uncomfortable. <laughs> Those four guys in the in the bathroom together, three guys in the bathroom looking at themselves. Now, if that's a it's teaser, actually, it's funny. It's one of the few episodes that we we ended up getting like early feedback on because we were kind of finding our way of the tone of the entire thing. Yeah, and there was definitely more than one person like it was great. I really liked it. Kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> what was going on with a bunch of dudes in the bathroom? Don't really know. <laughs> Right. I love the fact right. that the one guy, uh, Jacob, was actually there the whole time. <laughs> he just, yeah, exactly. I, I, don't, I don't want to say how, he, how it's revealed because it's funny. Um, but, yeah, so you're, you're capturing, like, random dream sequences, and it is kind of working like a fever dream, you know, like, uh, if, and we've all had them. And it's just like this, the randomness, but it still works, and then at the end, it's, you, you do a recap, which <laughs> never kind of <laughs> finishes off, <laughs> which is so funny. <laughs> it ensures that, you know. Even if you were unsure about what was happening in the process, that you can kind of stay uh, stay engaged. Yes, and you actually have a, a Mr. McFeely type character in Sky the Mailman. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But uh, his, no, uh, yeah. this was a great uh, a great addition. Ultimately, I mean, I could go in a little bit uh, sure. to, to the kind of whole background and setup of the whole thing. If that's uh, absolutely. That's good. Go for uh, it. Yeah. So basically, uh, Jeff. Galfer, the main character, myself, and Sky Soleil, who plays Sky the Mailman, we all ended up having our characters use our actual names, uh, <laughs> obviously. Um, we all went to the same uh, grad school uh, at the American Conservatory Theater up in San Francisco. Uh, and Sky was a couple years ahead of us, but uh, we kind of all had like a kindred spirit as far as our kind of taste in comedy. And uh, whenever we got an opportunity to kind of create something, we, we kind of gravitated towards each other, along with other you know friends of ours and people we went to school with. But uh, I feel like we had a pretty uh, you know uh, close uh, uh, resemblance all, among all three of us of, of kind of what we found funny and what we kind of really liked. <laughs> and you know, I think it ended up taking us years. I mean, I. Graduated in uh, Jeff and I graduated in 04, uh, Sky in uh, 02, I think, uh, if I have that right. And, uh, you know, all of us kind of working in the business to kind of uh, return back around and say, hey, like, we need to stop, you know, putting all our eggs, having somebody else put the eggs in our baskets and, and, and kind of create our own eggs. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd say you yeah. definitely do. Yes, you do. Yeah, you know, and so. Uh, very, very so original. Kind of got together. Uh, which was originally a larger group, including uh, Pete Larney, who ends up doing the saxophone uh, for the whole series. (laughs) That was my next question. Okay. Yeah. And so we kind of like had this way overly complicated uh, setup, which involved like a a dad having, you know, multiple sons and then he dies and then we have to deal with the estate. But we were like trying to figure out like they, they all hate each other and coming again. It was just this overly intricate, like, you know, feeding the plot as opposed to, uh, you know, figuring out what we wanted to actually do. And uh, we all kind of, we were having a meeting every single Tuesday for months 
uh, where we were just kind of doing whatever, filming a little thing here and there, writing. The only thing that we said we had to do was create something that that night, or if it, it took a couple nights, you know, do something that would take a few nights in a row, a few Tuesdays in a row. Well, anyhow, so we yeah. created this way overcomplicated thing, and uh, one night we just kind of said, what, what, "What are we doing? Like, why are we sitting here trying to figure out, you know, like going over the the overall plot structure? And why don't we just focus on what we want to do?" And I think it was Jeff that was like, "Well, you know, I don't want to do sketch. I want to do something that allows for that kind of comedy, but has a little more depth to it." Uh, and and we just started like throwing stuff out there, and and I think I was the one who was just like, "Well, you know, what if your character was, you know, in a coma, and then." Uh, and kind of Sky brought in the idea of like the people that were visiting in and out and Jeff kind of brought in the idea of kind of an homage to Mr. Rogers to a certain degree and it just kind of uh, kind of you know moved from there uh, and then Jeff ended up sitting down uh, you know over probably about uh, a month and 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 he's the one who actually like banged out all the scripts and oh, had, okay. Okay. I think he had, originally we had actually nine episodes. And then when we settled down to actually shoot it, we kind of cut it down to the six, realizing that, you know, yeah. for budget and what we ultimately we wanted to self-produce. So kind of that's what we settled on. Yeah, complete with uh, special effects, too. I, I got to tell you, it, it's awesome. I, 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 we'll talk about the teleportation one in, in a little bit here. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, so you said <laughs> this cracked me up. You texted me, uh, I don't know, a couple hours ago that you had no idea your buddy Pete Larney could play the sax. And that ends up being your soundtrack. It, it's very like a Seinfeld type ish um, a feel to it, you know, because it comes out, it comes out of nowhere. Sometimes you end with it too, with an exploding saxophone. <laughs> it's like yeah, awesome. no, and that's so. So he was one of the people that was involved in like the inception of of us just working together as like a group. Mm-hmm. And at one point, he, he we were kind of like we want to make something. We want to focus on something to put out there. And he was basically like, yeah, that's I'm not an actor. That's not really my thing. So uh, <laughs> I, I kind of thought I wanted to devote more time to you know playing the sax. And we were all like, wait, what? <laughs> he was like, yeah, I play the sax. And we were just like, oh. And so when we, we you know, the, the three of us kind of remained and, and, and we got Jacob involved as well, who we can talk more about as well in a sec. But uh, sure. uh, he, uh, yeah, he was like, oh, yeah, if, you need, if, if I can do some sax for it. And it just kind of became this thing where, you know, it's almost like an added character to the show. It the really is. Did. Yes, it is. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break here uh, for our sponsors. Got to pay the bills. And uh, we'll get right back with with Grayson. Grayson I mean, Grayson. Andrew Fleischer and his son, Grayson. <laughs> All right, folks, thanks for listening to Kettle Whistle Radio. Be right back. Hey, folks, and thanks for listening to Kettle Whistle Radio, uh, of course. Um, now, I, I wanted to make note of um, one of our sponsors here, um, someone else's bar. Okay, um, definitely the coolest bar I've ever been to and the best bar food you'll ever have. And it's, it's actually better that, better food than most restaurants I've ever been to that just concentrate on their food. Uh, it's just amazing. And like here, just here, I'll read this for you right here. Uh, someone else's bar is surprisingly demure. The atmosphere is dim but classy, smoke-free and family-friendly. Elsa, the owner, said couples with children are regulars at the bar. And while there's no official children's menu, they are happy to downsize several menu items. Of course, there are chicken tidbits, which are absolutely delicious. One of my favorites. And chicken quesadillas. They are amazing. And grilled cheese. One of the best grilled cheese sandwiches. I know that doesn't sound like much until you've had it. You don't know. Best grilled cheese sandwich. 
that can be appreciated by all ages. For the grown-ups, the portions are anything but child size. This is true. Elsa stresses fresh ingredients in all of her menu offerings, on all of her menu offerings. And while you may be in a bar, you're not getting bar food. See? So I stand corrected. <laughs> it's a restaurant. It's restaurant quality food at a bar. And really just generous portions. Best wings in Pittsburgh. Getting hungry just thinking about it. Um, let's see. If you're not familiar with Castle Shannon, let's get location here if you're interested in checking it out. Um, it used to be Mark's Willow Inn back in the day. And okay, it is someone else's bar, 3841 Willow Avenue, Castle Shannon, PA 15234. The number, you can call in orders for pickup, 412-343-4332. And there's also an email address, someone else's bar at gmail.com. I never ordered through the Gmail, but something tells me you probably can, or maybe just tell her how cool the place is. It's food, drinks, candy, why go anywhere else? Someone else's bar. All right, folks, thank you. Bernie Ball Publishing presents the next step in evolution of horror. David J. Fairhead's The Fall of Tomorrow. The Fall of Tomorrow. It's a tale of desperation told by those who are striving to salvage some hope against a ravenous passion of evil bent on ruling our world. Burning Ball Publishing presents The Fall of Tomorrow by David J. Fairhead. Available May 1st at Amazon.com and at BurningBallPublishing.com Right, and we are back. And start, we're talking to Andrew Fleischer of the show. And I want to give you full credit. Are you the director, writer, producer of Jeff's Place? Are you everything? Or I, I know Jeff writes some of it or all of it. I'm the uh, producer and an actor in it. Jeff yeah. was the writer and producer. Sky's a producer. And then uh, the you, you director was uh, Kent Lamb who okay. ended up directing. Originally, we got him for the first episode and, and didn't know if we were going to have a different person uh, it was, he was a friend of Sky's and, and originally we were like, oh, we might have a different director for every episode. And he did such a fantastic job and was so on the same wavelength for moment one that we were like, how about you just do all of them? <laughs> how much yeah. editing goes into that? I mean, do you guys do it like in one take or do you, I mean, cause I'm just curious. Well, that's the other thing. So uh, Jeff uh, had been on a show. I don't know if you remember called The River. Yes, I do. Absolutely, yes. He was the camera guy, right? He was the cameraman who dies in the first episode. In the first episode, that's right, yes. yes. Yeah. And so he actually, a cameraman, an actual cameraman by the name of Jeff Tomcho, was uh, basically had to teach Jeff how to look like a cameraman in addition to actually shooting a a lot of the show. Uh, And so he and Jeff kind of stayed in touch over the years and, you know, Jeff Tomcho is just a wildly talented DP, uh, you know, who, you know, as far as our original idea of how the show would look, we were like, you know, we can figure it out. We'll get to people. It'll look, you know, it won't look like we shot it on our phones, but we had no, uh, no expectation of, of what we ended up with as far as like he, he Jeff was Tomcho, the other Jeff, the, the uh, DP was uh, showing up with. About, probably about sixty thousand dollars worth of camera equipment for mm. each episode, and ended up shooting the entire thing. Uh, and wouldn't take money. We he, uh, just insisted that we uh, pay his uh, focus puller. 
Oh, okay. Know, I mean, we couldn't have gotten it done with the quality that it ended up with if that hadn't happened. So we're, we're pretty lucky. And that is Grayson in the background. Um, that that seems to be the new give and take, really. Um, at least you know what I do here. You know, we have like between eight and and uh, twelve shows that run all the time, and sometimes less than that, sometimes more than that. You know, we uh, support each other, um, and you know, you have artists on on all the time, and basically, you know, nobody's getting paid. You know, I have sponsors that, that took some time to get, but you do. It's a give and take. You know, you just kind of like do it for the sake of doing it. Um, I think the last time I talked to you, actually, I actually did get paid for um, the Mindhunter series. Did I tell you about that? I don't know if I was. Yes, lo- I, I remember did. you telling me that. When yeah, you were last in town. My first paid gig as as a, an extra, um, and I, from what I understand, one scene out of the three made it made the cut. Um, I'll yeah. Be, yeah, I'm actually on an airplane. They had an airplane. F- oh, I can't really. Oh, you know what? I can't talk about that. I'm sorry. But yeah, <laughs> there's an airplane scene and I'm in it. That's all I can say. Uh, but yeah, it was. You just it was beep, bleep out every other right? word of what you just said. It, it was a fun experience. It was a fun experience. But, you know, just you don't expect to get paid these days when you do things like this. And if you do, yeah. that is getting paid for your art. Fantastic. You know, and I, with that in mind, I, I have to tell you and I should talk about um, one of our friends here, uh, this show called Fashion Trashin. And if you're into uh, sock puppets with attitude, check check them out on YouTube. My friend Erica, it's it's under Askew Buku uh, Productions, Buku as in French, um, and uh, fashion trash and sock puppets with an attitude. And uh, I want to say heavy metal, but she's just all over the place. She does it's a, it's a sketch show with sock puppets, so you guys could definitely relate to this show. And, oh yeah, and, I definitely. Hey, I'll definitely check it. out. I know you will. Sure. You're gonna laugh your ass off. You will laugh your ass off. When when me and Andrew get together, and it's only been twice, maybe three times, we totally geek out. And I, I know that, you, you, you. that yeah, see, that's Corey in the background. That's his wife. And she can't even, like, she leaves. Like, she'll get up and leave. Like, oh, here they go. Here they go. We just completely like, you guys are good. Okay, we'll, uh, completely we'll geek talk out. amongst ourselves. Oh, yes, yes. But um, I, the way I look at Jeff's Place, your show right now, I, I looked at it as, like, a Pee Wee's Playhouse appeal, like a kid's show for adults. Is that yeah. what you're going for? Yeah, you know, and it's it, that, that's pretty much what we were shooting for uh, as far as kind of like, I, I think our goal ultimately the, with what we ended up, you know, w- after everything was written and, and kind of we were working on, including what you said, the first episode, <laughs> which is, a, you know, a starting point is pretty, pretty weird. And then it kind of gets <laughs> a little more, everything finds its footing as it goes along, which, uh, but I think we really uh, wanted to be sure that we, uh, you know, is, is the kind of show that some people are just going to be like, what the hell did I just watch? And some people are going to be like, that was amazing. And, yeah. you know, we we know it's not necessarily going to have the kind of u- universal appeal, but we're hoping it kind of gets some pretty staunch uh, staunch fans and, you know, kind of gets the, the cult status thing going. So that was definitely what we're aiming for. So when we, we get responses where, you know, a couple uh, friends of mine from home was like, yeah, I didn't get it at all. Went right over my head. Thought it was really weird. I, you know, and it's just like, okay, cool. Like that's that that's cool. We don't, you know, not gonna necessarily please everybody, but we've also gotten some pretty fantastic responses of like, it's like nothing I've seen that's out there right now. I, re, you know, like I was so engaged and had, it was so fun. And, you know. Oh, I was addicted immediately. I watched all six, like you know, and I I want more. I was hoping there was more. Like I, I kept scrolling down. Wait, there's gotta be more here. There's gotta be oh. <laughs> It says go back to the top. I'm like, oh, come on. But um, yeah, the first episode, Mirror Face, then you have Manners, and episode three, the teleportation one. I, I literally 
la- I laughed out loud to the point where people in the house were asking me like, "Are you okay?" Because I had I had my earbuds in. But um, yeah, and you you show up in the third episode. Is that your first appearance? Or yeah, what's funny yeah. is when we were originally writing it, it was it was enough time before we actually shot it. Uh, we shot it in the fall, starting in like October, and we were writing it in like June. And at the time, I was like, "Well, I'll, you know, I'm I'm having a baby." So, you know, <laughs> my wife is having a baby. So, uh, yeah, we have uh, proof. Like, we have uh, proof on the show. Sure. <laughs> yeah, like maybe, you know, like maybe I'll do a lighter involvement to start off with before I kind of figure out everything <laughs> that I'm going to need to do with it, with the, with the new, new one around. But uh, so that was pretty much like it, it, the reasoning for, for my not being as involved in the first couple episodes. But it's also kind of fun for the show to like kind of slowly introduce like the cast of characters yeah. uh, as the show goes along. Yeah, like Liz, uh, Liz shows up in the last one, right? And she's she's kind of new to the show. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. And now, I mean, for me, aside from the fact that it was the first one I was in, yeah, that the teleportation was by far the, the most fun I had filming and, and I think is, is definitely one of the funniest episodes. <laughs> well, I, I got to tell you, I, I gotta look, since I do know Corey, we have a relationship. She's like a sister to me. I got very nervous at your um, baby-making example that you were going, you're getting into. That episode, just so you know, was written while I was in the hospital I believe having it. our lovely child because <laughs> Jeff just was inspired by the whole thing. <laughs> I was more than nervous. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, of course, I have to quote this one. Uh, Atlantic halibut into a hard-boiled egg inside a woman's fupa. <laughs> uh, that, was, uh, that was definitely when we were kind of uh, going through. Oh, hold on. There yeah. we go. Yeah, we're, t- <laughs> we're talking about you, kid. Yeah, exactly. The, uh, it was uh, that kind of a whole monologue, the voiceover for the animation that, that was done. <laughs> was, uh, you know, we, we wrote... Uh, originally, and then kind of rewrote as the animation came in. Who, Ryan Shiwi, who did the animation for it, was just so awesome. And, and <laughs> for us, uh, and it was uh, yeah, like we just ultimately Jeff and I, mostly Jeff, just had a ton of fun with the writing of it, and you know the idea. Of my character, who's a quote-unquote expert, but ultimately <laughs> knows nothing about what he's talking about on any subject, more oh or less. I was gonna, uh, that's one of my questions. Is like, how come you make no sense ever? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like everything you say. Because a couple people have asked, like, uh, you know, who don't know me, they're like, "You're are you actually in a wheelchair?" And I'm like, "No, that's the character." Even though my character's name Jesus. is my name, and I'm referred to as my full name fairly often. Uh, Jeff's idea was that it was uh, somebody, you know, in his actual life outside of the coma world that, you know, in this world that he's created, he's disabled him in every possible way. And that, you know, he's a guy who's an expert on many things, but in his his dream world or in the coma <laughs> world, he's, he's an expert on absolutely nothing, you know, and is incapable of, of walking and, you know, fully functioning. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, uh, yeah, I'm having all kinds of callbacks right now. Um, okay. <laughs> We're going to take a, a quick break here and we'll get back. We'll finish off with Andrew Fleischer. I have to regain my senses right now myself because I'm, I'm crying right now with laughter. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for listening, folks. This is Carrie Means, the voice of Frylock, and you're listening to Kettle Whistle Radio. Hmm. <laughs> I'm not afraid of the dark, but 
You should be. There are things that dwell here in the dark. Things best left unseen. With the initial smoke clear from the fall of tomorrow, the blood now flows even thicker with dwelling in the dark. Eleven stories. All bits of the same mysterious puzzle. Fitting together with horrific parallels to its predecessor. Get ready for new, truly terrifying tales set in the broken world from the fall of tomorrow. Take a closer look at what's now dwelling in the dark. If you dare. Available on Amazon in traditional print and ebook. Get your copy today. Visit www.fairlydarkproductions.com for more info on the author and his work. Still here? Okay. Let's play a game. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is Levitate. Don't try to look for them. They don't have a website. They don't want you to contact them. They're good friends of mine, so you can contact me if you're interested in their music. I'm trying to get them on Bandcamp. Can't do it. But right now, The Great Unknown by Levitate. Wanderers free to roam Step into the great unknown Cause I wanna sing a song that's my own I wanna sing a song that's my own Levitate, great unknown Back fact too, let me set the tone Let my heartbeat be the metronome And on beat I'll speak easy like Al Capone Don't get a Google rhymes, I just doodle it Ink in the noodle, it's a Rorschach test Don't crave fame, forget my name Just stake my claim till I cardiac arrest I will never rest, never any quest I'll shine every last line with the next Find the best way of handling the stress Stay tied to these tracks, damsel in distress Underground, waiting for the time when someone comes around Unearth the diamond, just keep rhyming Try to make an impact Try to make the surface of the earth crack Levitate, should have named ourselves Excavate Cause like an artifact, you dig in the dirt where the art is packed There you uncover the hardest tracks Let me take this moment to start a pack Let's make this a formality Just let it be our legacy To only give you originality As we seek immortality My mentality will never flip-flop Till I reach the peak, the tip-top Won't dare stop till every drip drop Of my blood, my sweat, my tears Change the state, then disappears Evaporates into the atmosphere Then passes straight into a new frontier Wanderers, free to roam Step into the Great unknown, cause I wanna sing a song that's my own. I wanna sing a song that's my own. Wanderers, free to roam. Step into the great unknown, cause I wanna sing a song that's my own. I wanna sing a song that's my own. Search for a zone, wandering on yonder, pondering what I've been shown, what I've been told, what I've been sold. Really, it seems like the older I've grown, the more that I'm prone to explore, and the less is set in stone. Let it be known, I learn what I can, earn what I can, and return home to the microphone with poems so real you can feel in your bones. Or if you believe in a soul, at least that's the goal. Gaining and losing control, remaining whole, and onward I roll on a new mission debut album was too wishing the new album is fruition a true vision ambition to leave you wishing for more and i got that in store like a matador i'm passing by the bull style unclassifiable mind is pliable that's the only option that's viable i try to be undeniably reliable rewardable repeatable in your portable music player multi-layered or in your system whichever way you're consuming this from a fellow humanist looking right into a future that's luminous as the beats going on we'll keep growing strong and follow through free but never could fall i'm calling and reaching to each and all of 
you Wanderers Free to roam Step into the great unknown Cause I wanna sing a song that's my own I wanna sing a song that's my own Wanderers Free to roam Step into the great unknown Cause I wanna sing a song that's my own 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 I wanna sing a song I wanna sing a song I wanna sing a song that's my own The great unknown Alright folks, thanks for hanging in here Once again, remember, Atlantic Halibut into a hard-boiled egg inside a woman's fupa makes a baby. <laughs> important information, I think. <laughs> Very important. Here with Andrew Fleischer, um, where we're talking about Jeff's place. Um, the guy's in a coma, and we're inside his head, and it's hilarious. Um, before we forget, let's tell them where to find this real quick. Yes, the, the, the best place is uh, the, if you go to www.jeffsplaceshow.com kind of got uh, a little website we put together where we've put all of the videos uh, for easy binging. So that's uh, the, the best spot. You can also go straight to Vimeo and it's uh, the Vimeo channels, uh, mm-hmm. Jeff's Place on there as well. But jeffsplaceshow.com is the yeah. And folks, you can do this at work because they're, they're short episodes. You can get away with it. Um, hey, episode three was a bit dark at the end. <laughs> <laughs> you have these moments. <laughs> I mean, really, it, it's funny. It, it's funny as it is. There's these dark moments. And I just love how you just like cut things off completely. Are we going to find out how Jeff got into a coma? Oh, God, I hope so. Uh, I, yeah, that's actually it, it's interesting because in the six episode kind of first season arc, we didn't didn't quite get to the point where we had to deal with it, but we've kind of gone back and forth about, uh, you know, when we're going to reveal it, if we're going to reveal it. And I definitely think we, there, there's too much of a good story there to not be told, uh, you know, how, how it all happened. And also kind of the relationship between his real world and and the the world of the coma in that, you know, this first season, it's kind of, it, it completely, uh, you know, his, your, your introduction into, you know, the goings-on in his head. Uh, and I think it could be really interesting uh, to integrate, you know, more of the outside world into uh, into the whole situation. So nice. I, I, would, I would say definitely that that would be something that uh, the, the second season would certainly include. Cool, cool. All right, well, I look forward to that. Um, let's see here. Oh, yeah, <laughs> episode four. I don't think I've laughed harder at anything in a while when he teleported from his uh, couch to the front door. <laughs> I, I, once again, I'm laughing now because I can't even. I, I just it's so fresh in my head right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's one of those one of those moments too where uh, that some of some of the things uh, you know were were fully in the script and some of the stuff is like as we're shooting, like because we all know each other so well. That, that, that and the, and we've gotten to know Kent so well, the director, that there there is no suggestion that uh, you know that anybody's going to go no that you know unless it you know somebody throws out and we're like no I don't think it fits, but that was one of the things we were like we wanted everything that happens to be available to all the characters for every subsequent episode, mm-hmm. so it's like teleporting is always on the table <laughs> even if it's you know him deciding to teleport to the front door or I'm or sorry. you know an earlier episode where I teleport. Oh. Uh, over to the table, and he just gets up and walks over around the couch to uh, join I know. me. Yeah, it's uh, killing me. It's killing me. Oh, yeah, God. it just opens a lot of opens up a lot of uh, you know possibilities for for future stuff to kind of implement that in. Yeah, I like how you do that. There's a lot of good continuality there. Um, now, 
Jacob, who I assume is his roommate, <laughs> is always in a bathrobe. You're always in a wheelchair. <laughs> Are we going to get answers to these questions? <laughs> and Jacob, who, by the way, I don't know you uh, if you ever saw, he was uh, part of uh, a web series that did really well that was kind of a parody. It was like, what would happen if um, uh, Red Dead Redemption were in real life? Oh, wow. Uh, and uh, shoot, I'm totally blanking on the name of it right now, but it. Uh, All right, you'll just have to deal with him, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I know, exactly. But, uh, you know, so we got, uh, he got involved uh, through uh, Jeff, and uh, Jeff had known him previously, and and he jumped on board and uh, just did such a fantastic job. But that was uh, part of that character was the idea that, you know, he's this, you know, roommate that Jeff just can't get rid of and is just always there and uh, always trying to be a part of whatever's happening. And that whole uh, relationship was another thing that kind of developed uh, you know, it, it was in there in the script, but as we kind of went along and, and filmed the first couple episodes, we were kind of like, oh, no, we, we kind of figured out the dynamic between him and Jeff and everybody else. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I, I love that you do callbacks to prior episode, episodes. You, 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 you're constantly referring to the, the one prior to that one. And, I mean, it, it, it's cool because, I mean, it, it, if you watch the whole thing, then it's starting to make sense out of insanity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and that's really what, like, we wanted to include kind of some of the darkness of the reality of, you know, the him in a coma means he's either going to come out of the coma and live or he's going to die. And, you know, that, you know, if you focus entirely on that, it gets to be a lot more dark than it is comedy. But, uh, you know, it was, it was really important that we wanted to kind of have that be like the underlying that we wanted it to have a little bit more to say okay. than, uh, you know, than, than just. The, the crazy goofy goings on in his head that there was a little bit more more depth to it which uh, which I which I'm really proud of in the end that I feel like you know that kind of was uh, executed in the, in the way we wanted it to be you know because sometimes on the page you just never know if it's going to translate uh, once everything gets shot and you know in the end I was pretty thrilled. Yeah, you're rolling the dice every time when you're writing comedy. It's it's the hardest thing to write. Um, as far as like, and comfort, that was episode five. I think that was the weirdest one yet. You, you, you cry, your existence is a lie. Um, <laughs> for, <laughs> right, Grace, and I totally get it. Um, but I'm curious, like, are these people really in his life or are they just in his head? Or, or you don't have to answer that. I, I'm curious though, for myself. Well, uh, from Jeff's perspective, that they they are all uh, either representations or echoes of either somebody specific or somebody in abstract from his actual life. So that uh, as as the writing goes on, I don't want to tie Jeff to this uh, to this uh, writing wise uh, quite yet, but uh, but I do I do think that there is is definitely uh, uh, an aspect of each of these characters is coming from a place of his reality and, and, and doesn't necessarily reflect uh, who they end up as, you know, in, in Jeff's place. That, that their actual selves are, are filtered through, you know, kind of his, I would say, subconscious, unconscious, yeah. Well, you know what? People are going to ask me, um, I don't know if you want to answer this one either, what is the song that Sky sings? When he's, oh, you yeah. know that's an—he's actually singing uh, actual Russian lyrics. Yeah, uh, and I, I'd have to ask Guy to be a hundred percent sure 
on what they mean, but it was something like, whenever I hear the music, uh, it moves my soul or something like that. <laughs> uh, and it's hard because, you know, everybody, when they do uh, teleport, kind of has a unique uh, reaction yeah. <laughs> to the strain that it takes. Yeah. And uh, what he says when he teleports is actually the lyrics to the song as well. <laughs> So he just does it really fast. He's going, mm, <laughs> oh, oh, no. Now I have to watch it again. Uh, well, I, 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 one thing I, I will not spoil um, is in the final episode, which is hopefully not the final episode, but episode six, Jeff's shirt. <laughs> what, oh, yes. what he's wearing. <laughs> Oh um, my god! I was la- I I laughed till I cried just looking at his shirt, and it's the darkest episode. Um, well, kind of. And uh, you have a a shining moment, a Jack yes. Jack Nicholson shining moment, which I'm not going to spoil that either. But, but you are going to love the quick story behind that whole both of those things is okay. that we knew we needed to shoot the scenes of Jeff in a hospital room, and we oh, knew man. we didn't want to just kind of dummy something up and have it look terrible. And we found a studio that actually had multiple sets in Los Angeles that that can be you know rented out. Nice. Uh, and we and we didn't have it in the budget. And at, in a last ditch effort, uh, uh, Jeff contacted uh, somebody that he knew that owned a bar, and she said, cousin, "Well, cousin. Uh, his cousin." Uh, and his cousin said, uh, "You know, absolutely. You know what? Just have just." wear my shirt at some point uh advertising the bar nice uh you know and i can use that for for advertising for the bar and it just worked out so serendipitously because <laughs> that shirt could not have been more perfect it for this could, area. could not be more ironically perfect i i, I was I, just so, like wow I, the first time i saw it i was like <laughs> that is amazing <laughs> tears in my eyes all right. Well, I just gotta say, I, I love a show that leaves you with more mysterious questions than answers, and this is better than Lost, folks. Lost kind of left me hanging. I wasn't real happy with the ending there, but this one here, you leave these open-ended, hilarious questions, and um, I don't know, man. I, what do you think? There's gonna be a second season soon, or what's going on? Yeah, I can definitely say we are not done, and uh, uh, it, our immediate plan is to, uh, you know. To, to do a second season, um, certainly something we're planning on uh, working on in 2017, and depending on you know all the moving parts, uh, hopefully within within this next uh, within the 2017 year, we're, we'll we'll be able to uh, okay. get the next set up. But certainly that, that it's our it's going to happen, and it is our uh, our priority as far as we've got other stuff in the pipeline. We're actually our plan post. Uh, season two, I think we're we're considering uh, the horror movie possibility. Oh, nice! Direction, uh, but yeah, the, the priority right now is definitely the next, the second season. So it will happen. Well, <laughs> I, I I'm looking forward to it, and I hope I get some of my listeners here to watch it. It is so worth it, folks. You will laugh your ass off. And uh, just in case you guys did not, I, I got to plug myself here. I know it sounds disgusting, but um. In case, in case you guys didn't get what you wanted, wanted for Christmas, go to www.fairlydarkproductions.com. Check out the comic book. Check out the books. I'm at Fairly Dark on Twitter. And all our shows are also there, and as well as www.society-13.com. And this is where Andrew Fleischer goes ahead and plugs himself as well. Yes, www.jeffsplayshow.com. Check it out. Enjoy. I hope you watch. hope you binge when you're home. Christmas and stressed out by 
family and all the other things before <laughs> the actual day of Christmas happens, uh, uh, or Hanukkah, or whatever you celebrate. And there you go. Hop online, check it out, half an hour total. Hopefully uh, you'll enjoy. Absolutely. Thank you so much for doing the show. It's been too long. Uh, we'll have to have you on again soon, maybe in the new year uh, when things pick up and uh, people are listening to podcasts again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey, uh, Corey and Andrew, thank you so much for doing the show. And Grayson. Thank you so much for having me. And Grayson. And Grayson. I expect more from you in the future, sir. I expect more from you in the future. All right. Good night, folks. The Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Acid. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, is that the No, that's just my dad. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels on this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.